Hi everyone, hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. Um, welcome to our first episode of our new podcast series. I'm Karina Kori. I'm the founder of Baby Space. Um, to quickly introduce you to Baby Space, we're a health tech startup and we're here to inform and guide you through your parenthood journey. We're here to destigmatize various subjects, answer your questions, and guide you through this difficult, confusing, but incredible journey in your life. Um, season one of our podcast series is going to be about destigmatizing various topics. We call it Open Table Conversations, and we're here to interview different doctors, experts in this domain and answer all the questions that you're going to have. Um, hope you enjoy this season, and I hope that you can apply some of the tips and some of the suggestions into your everyday life. Today, we have a very special guest here with us. We have Kamal Patel, who is an early educator from 1985. She is the founder and director of Stepping Stone Solutions, which is an incredible platform for coaching and guidance. Um, their services are under three different verticals. Um, their first is parent skills coaching. Their second is early childhood behavior and guidance. And they also help you with personality development for young students and working professionals as well. Welcome to our show, Kamal. We're super excited to have you today. Um, would love it if you introduce yourself to our listeners. So uh, thank you, Karina. I think you've done a good job after having been in the space of early education for the last 36 years. Uh, I have now moved into a new avatar and I've set up this platform, as you just said, called Stepping Stone Solutions, um, through which I offer the verticals that you mentioned. And I am so super excited to be with you because baby space is truly impressive in the space that it has chosen to occupy. And the clear vision to optimize the use of technology to bridge this knowledge gap, that is what spoke to me. And integrating holistic health and wellness services, making them easily accessible is such a pressing global need. So every endeavor in this direction deserves unstinting support. And I'm very happy, Karina, to be associated with this initiative. And I wish you continued success in a spectacular journey. And let's kind of look at some of the issues that are uppermost in a lot of parents' minds during this time that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those kind words. We're so excited to have someone as experienced as you, um, you know, chat with us today. Um, for our listeners, the topic we are going to be discussing is something many, many, or actually most of us have been facing over the last 18 months. Um, we're going to be talking about the evolving family dynamics during this pandemic. I think none of us actually expected to, you know, spend so much time at home spend such concentrated and uh, uh, concentrated stretches of time with each other, which um, while it is a blessing that we get to spend this kind of time together, it can also, you know, cause some challenges or some strains and definitely change the dynamics um, and the relationships with each other in our family. So this is the topic we're going to be talking about. Um, uh, Kamal, if you want to, you know, maybe introduce us to the topic and your thoughts about what's happened to you know 
all of us globally over the last year and a half. Yes, so like you rightly said, it is evolving. Family dynamics makes a lot of sense because every day brings us something new and every month something new is thrown at us. We really don't know. I mean, something as simple as just planning your travel, booking an air ticket, you hold off to like about two days before you have to travel. So so yes, yeah. that is putting a lot of pressure, a lot of strain on us. But I think we are slowly learning to deal with it Hopefully, we are coming to terms with it. We feel more secure about it. We are feeling more relaxed about it. It gives us a chance to explore all the various parent-child dynamics that are now evolving. And um, so I think it's, it's really a pertinent topic, yes. Absolutely. And maybe we can just get right to it. I thought we could start with, you know, talking about the big change from most of us going to office to work to now the work from home. Um, obviously, this pandemic has triggered the work from home model, which companies also didn't know that they could actually adapt to. But how do you think this has affected family dynamics and, you know, changed the way people are functioning at home? So this is actually the perfect question to start with, Karina. And I must say that I want to point, we do have the WSH, the work from home. But I also want to point another one that is SAF. FH, which is school from home, which is what oh, all yes. our kids are also facing, right? Yes. And the, and sure, the work from home model is a huge change. And like all sudden big changes, it is contributing to our stress. And I just wanted to take a moment to make the point that studies the world over are indicating that women are suffering the brunt of it. And in yes. fact, on the 24th of September, the Times of India devoted an entire column on the editorial page addressing this issue. Oh, wow. Yes. So all too often, and this is how the column goes, and all too often the whole family working from home has meant that all the additional duties and chores fall mainly on women. And like I always like to say, women today are technically at work, but physically at home. Yes. And, and this is the global truth. And even in the West, they've coined, they've actually coined the term for this and they call it doing the double shift. So it's not only affecting the women in our country, but it's affecting women world over. Globally. And, and, and coming to Indian men, they spend an average of about 52 minutes a day doing housework. This is according to the Times of India. I really have no experience of it because I don't think my husband even does 52 minutes. But well, <laughs> there it is. So, uh, so Indian men spend an average of 52 minutes a day doing housework while women spend about six hours a day. So now fair or unfair, that's just the way it is. Okay. Yeah. And add to that the time spent by mothers attending online classes with their kids and taking yes. care of their work. So a lot of women that we speak to are missing the physical separation of home and office. Because Absolutely. once they stepped out of their homes, they transformed from wives, from mothers, from daughters-in-law and housekeepers to co-commuters and colleagues. And both adults and children are really feeling increasingly isolated and they're feeling cut yeah. off from from you know from their extended family from their friends so of course this is taking an emotional toll and this is affecting family dynamics so we come back to your question 
and world over healthcare workers are seeing that the clashes and conflicts between adults and between adults and children are becoming more commonplace they are increasing arguments aggression fights are getting you know they're just they're just becoming every day mood swings and high levels of irritability this is what we are seeing because everybody is on edge and ready to explode absolutely yes and in in some cases karina we've also found that and this is very unfortunate but verbal physical as well as sexual abuse is on the rise and unfortunately the the victims of it and a lot of the time the victims are the women and the children and they cannot even step out of their homes and escape from it absolutely and so that is something that has become come to the forefront and it has become a really tragic fallout of the lockdowns and of the virus but um, you were saying something karina no i was saying om um, you're absolutely right about you know the domestic violence cases there's been there's been so much data in the last year that's shown how many cases of that has yes. happened globally not just in india and you know there's obviously this kind of pent up frustration because we're all human beings and we all need our space and we need our own yes. time and work yes. in a ways and escape from you know your home life and your home responsibilities Absolutely. obligation Absolutely. and it's you for you and your career and Correct. the fact that you don't get to do that um has now kind of you know led to this growing frustration anger um you know sadness aggression, in a way lots and Absolutely. lots of aggression yeah. but i know i always feel that human beings we are very resilient we are very adaptive and some of us are gradually now over the last one and a half years we're gradually adjusting to this new normal and we are kind of making our peace with it um so i guess that yeah. that's just how the family dynamics Absolutely. and uh, yes and violence yes. is you know never the answer i i believe that there are many many other ways of talking it out and solving it and seeking seeking you know third party help so that's never excused um no matter how frustrated you are um but i also Absolutely. wanted to you know try and understand a little bit more on how has the work from home model um you know impacted parenting is there more friction between the parent and the child is there more frustration um, between that so you know there it has definitely impacted some parenting practices and like i said this does not apply to everyone we can't tar everyone with the same brush this is just one of the things that are now coming to the forefront we are looking at it we are studying it and uh, increased behavioral issues on the part of the parent and the child has been observed and uh, you know because there is an this situation is not only in itself a sudden change but it's also a lot there's a lot of uncertainty and we don't know the end date and exactly. that is adding to our fears our anxieties and there's a lot of loss people have lost their own health they've lost people so in parents in adults we are seeing increasing cases of insomnia of withdrawing into oneself and a lot of parents are turning to substance abuse so there's dependency on alcohol on you know sleeping tablets sedatives painkillers and drugs some of us are overeating others are suffering from a loss of appetite and parents who are under this kind of stress 
behave in a more irresponsible and abusive manner with their kids so just just to kind of simplify it so like even for very routine misbehavior on the child's part the parent might explode and you know deal with him or her very harshly on a monday and then yeah. maybe too tired or disinterested on a tuesday to do anything about it yeah so this inconsistent parenting response is promoting more bad behavior in children who are themselves stressed out and now also getting confused yeah so i just feel that if as a parent you are aware of this and i think this is one of the things that i feel this talk hopefully will achieve is just making you aware you know just being yeah. able to see yourself in the mirror and if you are able to recognize that there has been this change in your parenting style it will be the first step towards finding the tools to be calmer and more relaxed because when you are calmer and when you are coping well you do parent in a more self reflective and thoughtful manner yes so i'm absolutely. hoping the awareness will help absolutely and people tend to you know project their feelings a lot and um a lot of their emotions are misguided and sometimes our family and our children can be a punching bag which people don't realize until after and then you look back and you're like oh i could have handled that better um so you're absolutely oh, right yeah, and we sure. can channel yeah um yeah, hindsight is 2020 hindsight yeah. is always 2020 yeah. yes and it's always better to you know be careful and cautious beforehand until sometimes it's too late and you cross a line you don't want to cross um but you know karina the problem is that sometimes we can't see ourselves it's yeah. it's it's a huge in fact if we could see ourselves then we really evolved yeah we really <laughs> i don't think we're there yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not um, Mm-hmm. um i think one of um you know the challenges during this pandemic um we as adults can you know express how we feel but when it comes to children children don't necessarily know how to express what they're feeling their frustration um you don't really understand why a young child may be crying or what the actual reason is because they can't explain so how has this kind of dynamic and how is this pandemic adversely affected our children so so that is a question that's really pertinent because yes kids are presenting with behavioral changes okay yeah. and one of the things is an increase of mood swings increase of anger increase of insecurity so sometimes a child may just burst into tears about things that they could have handled better in the past they may be whinier they may be crankier than usual and parents will wonder why um the other thing that has increased is the separation anxiety so your child may be reluctant to let you go yeah okay and they may be competing so if you have two kids two or more kids you will find that they'll be competing for you to carry them to sit in your lap so they're getting clingier they're getting more attention seeking i have even heard because you know banks have not gone into a lockdown so mothers yeah. who are bankers need to go out to work and i have had mothers calling me up to say like my child is holding on to my legs and not letting me go yeah so so separation anxiety is something that has definitely increased and you know kids have become more fearful 
some yeah. kids they've developed irrational fears like a fear of going to the bathroom or a fear of the dark or a fear of strangers or a fear of even something like butterflies you know which seem to us like what's you know it's an irrational fear but that's just coming from a deep seated anxiety and uh, of course anger the frustration yeah. the emotional immaturity where they are not able to express what they are feeling it has led to a lot more anger in kids and you know sometimes what they do is they deliberately provoke you or others their siblings yeah. or some other just to get a chance to cry it out so that they get one or you know yeah. somebody shout at them and they can just cry and let it out yeah we are finding that they are not able to focus as well as they were focusing before the learning ability to learn has also suffered and we are seeing some amount of regression Oh. so regression is let's say in sleep so mm-hmm. sleep patterns are changing some children are having a harder time falling asleep or uh, those who have been sleeping in their own beds no longer want to sleep in their own beds they may wake up in the middle of the night they may suffer from nightmares and um, some of them who have been potty trained or toilet trained may once again have accidents and the incidence of yeah. bed wetting are also increasing biting nails twirling yeah. hair you know needing our security blanket again things that they had left in the past these are all signs of regression that some children are exhibiting like i said not all kids but some kids and uh, but i honestly feel that slowly they are also learning they are also getting used to the changes they are also kind of finding ways to cope with it and we are hoping that all of these will reverse with time yeah um it's very natural for us as humans to you know regress into our place of comfort or something that seems absolutely. super familiar to us absolutely. so i guess that's absolutely. what's happening yeah. yes absolutely you know you'll find your children chewing on their pencils more yeah. or uh, twirling their blankets more so those are all signs of regression yeah um a question we've actually had many times um and i would love to ask you is you know how do you explain what is going on to your child um because how do you make it not seem very doomsday or scary um and explain it for them to understand why we can't go outside or why we need to wear masks and why we're home all the time yeah that's a, that's really a very good question because i'm sure a lot of parents are struggling with this i think one of the things is we need to be honest but we need to use age appropriate language which means you know just keep it very simple this is a virus it does cause a cough and a fever we can just keep washing our hands we can protect ourselves we sanitize our hands don't touch our faces that often and we yeah. stay at home as much as possible wear a mask when we go out and you keep reinforcing the protocols and now i'm sure that there are lots of stories and songs available online and children always respond very well to them so like yeah. i um, uh, you know when uh, uh, for my preschool i made up this song that says mask up mask up that's the task before us mask up mask up let us all be safe so this song goes on like this it's very yeah. age appropriate and the kids started singing it and we used to do the action so you know it's a nice way to reinforce the protocol without leading to more anxiety right yeah and uh, also the other thing i say is that manage your anxiety in your own time please don't overshare your fears 
with your children or in front of them because if we are constantly going to talk and discuss the pandemic in front of our children then obviously we are building on that sense of and even for ourselves we don't need to discuss it 24/7 right absolutely and yeah reduce that you know reduce watching of the news for yourself but definitely do not watch the news or discuss hospitalizations or discuss deaths in front of the child i would Got suggest it. that you avoid that if someone in your family is unwell you can talk about yes the person is unwell has to isolate in a separate room we might even put him in a hospital but they will get well and they will return okay so most people and you can use words like most people recover and come home so you are still being honest but you know being and, positive uh, Yeah, yeah be positive be positive but honest and i always feel that the biggest protector in this world for emotional well being is routine so children thrive adults also thrive when they are in a set routine that there are no disruptors and it helps them to anticipate it helps them to remember and it just works to calm everyone down so fix fix your bedtime fix your wake up time school times exercise time family time music time story time just fix everything you know make a routine keep them engaged let them help with the household chores and um, you know let them let them help you to lay the table for instance and even for the online class my suggestion is fix a room and a spot in the house which you call the school so Got here it. they they kind of demarcate they're no longer at home they've gone to school so they feel like they're no longer at home so use these small strategies to kind of you know talk to them and kind of address it for them i couldn't agree more with you on the routine front because it helps you you know when you're anxious or stressed out you don't really have to overthink and you can just seamlessly True. go ahead with that discipline routine and that habitual you know routine that you have and you automatically feel a bit more calmer or grounded you know sure sure absolutely absolutely um i wanted to also you know jump to the school from home that a lot of our children have been um, yes. you know going through and how is um like the inability of children to go to a physical school affecting them um in a behavioral manner obviously their lack of socialization with their friends other children um being in a different physical space playing around how is that affecting them so i think that we cannot run away from the fact that yes it is yeah it is because all good schools have planned integrated learning modules and these help children to develop cognitively physically socially as well as emotionally and online classes are they're limited in what they can achieve right so some yeah. children may suffer from learning gaps which will be challenging to bridge because the online educational interaction cannot cannot develop all the skill sets that physical school does and for children as i said before very briefly the demarcation between home and school was extremely important so part of building their social skills lay in the fact that no matter what they did at home and how they behaved at home the minute they walked in through the gates of the school they recognized it as a place of learning where they had yeah. to follow certain rules where they had to follow certain norms in order to negotiate their way through the day and the online model does not allow the child to shift gears right the child's brain yeah. is not shifting gears as much as it used to in the past kids are also gaining weight and becoming less fit 
because yeah. this life has become very sedentary and they no longer get that natural normal physical activity that was just inbuilt into their routines i think that you know talking about how to develop their social skills and physical skills is another it's a, it's like a topic for a totally different day because yeah. that is a big challenge that is yeah. truly a big challenge um would you have any tips or or any suggestions on how parents can be more emotionally supportive for their children yes of course because parents are the only people who need to work on this yeah. you know you are their main caregivers so you need yeah. to work on this and my personal mantra to build all it's like across the board for all interpersonal skills is be aware a v a r e allow validate accept respect and embrace feelings and these feelings could that. be your own these feelings could be your own and they could be another person's but you need to be aware okay got it so even with your own children don't try to sweep the sadness the frustration the fears etc under the carpet okay support and acknowledge them and don't say things like oh there's no need to cry so what if you're hurt you know this is how we normally talk forget the yeah. pandemic even normally girls don't cry you are a superman okay instead all child psychologists do advocate saying things like oh where does it hurt are you sad are you angry are you upset yes the virus is scary i understand that you are frightened let's talk about what we can do let's go through the protocol let's sing the safety song okay this shows them that there are aspects of the situation which they can control and that gives you a lot of power and once you have that power it takes you to a calmer space you know Understood. and Understood. as i said even if someone is infected someone is sick someone is in hospital you do say things like yes they will get better yes they will come home and then of course and we've all seen it that people have passed away people you know have passed away yeah so you must address it so you say yes but it's not going to happen to everyone you talk about it you know the most easy thing that we all use and it may or may not agree with your way of thinking but yes the person has gone to heaven and we will always miss her or we will always miss him we will always remember him yeah. and uh, i also suggest that don't expose them to the endless discussion around the death yeah okay keep them away from the rituals and try to control your own grief and your own tears in their presence understood got it um of course this pandemic you know has led to so many changes um but yes. would you recommend that you know parents adopt a new parenting style or incorporate other changes in the way they parent their kids or can they kind of remain at status quo and do things how they always done i wish parents could remain at status quo Yeah. I don't think status quo and parenting can be used in the same sentence because parenting is an art form really it is an art form it's not an exact science and parents have to constantly evolve they have to constantly adapt they have to constantly adjust to the millions of new things that are thrown at them absolutely and so yes so yes as parents we need to acknowledge the change of the situation and i have already spoken about a few of the strategies that you can adapt and yes we must acknowledge the fact of the stressors we must acknowledge the fact that everybody needs a little more emotional support at this time we will have to reassure the kids we will have to deal with emotional meltdowns but the core of parenting remains the same because we definitely do not need to overcompensate 
our kids or condone bad behavior because of the situation. Be very careful not to give in to non-negotiable behavior simply because you don't have the time or you don't have the headspace or you're just too tired because good parenting cannot take a break. Yeah. You know, we very must true. continue. We must continue to guide. We must continue to teach our children. We must teach them consideration, empathy, good manners. And our own moral compass, I always say, Karina, has to be true north. Because we have to teach our kids to do the right thing, not out of fear of getting caught, but simply because it's the right thing to do. Because in India, we are masters of loopholes, you know, masters of jugaad. We all do yeah. the right thing only because we don't want to get caught. But this is <laughs> with our kids, I think, from the very beginning. And, and, and what I always say is that you have to watch yourself. Because yeah. you must be the person that you want your kids to be. You set the example, absolutely. You have to be the role yeah. model. You are their most important yeah. role models. They yeah. are going to mimic you. They are going to emulate you. So you can't have one set of rules for yourself and another for the kids. So this core of parenting remains the same. But the other stuff around it certainly needs a little, um, you know, bit of um, different, a different approach or some more empathy. Yes, that you must be ready to give. Understood. Um, I know we've talked a lot about the challenges or the stresses and, you know, the frustration that this pandemic has caused, but do you think there've been, um, you know, any positive changes or this a pandemic has brought about any positive fallouts um, in the family dynamic? I think, I think it has. I think it has. And one of the things that a friend of mine told me, which really gave me food for thought because he yeah. was a workaholic who was up every morning at 4.30, finished everything before the office started at oh, night. Wow. And now suddenly he realized that he's not indispensable to the company. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then he's learned now to prioritize, which all of us have also learned to prioritize our family time. And another thing that I saw is, uh, you know, people have had to switch cities. And that plan was in place even before the pandemic hit. And therefore, they were in fear of losing their jobs. But now they've been able to retain that lucrative job and work from the other city. So that's another positive fallout of it. Um, you know, especially in big metros, people no longer have to travel to work, spend three hours of a day on the road, negotiate traffic jams, yeah. public transport, and use that time to spend on themselves or on the family. So that has been a positive fallout and professionals and companies are already indicating that they're going to continue with this WFH or at least a hybrid model. You know, yeah. families have been able to visit each other and stay with, with each other for long periods of time simply because the, they can work from anywhere and the kids can attend school from anywhere. Talents it's, it's and pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So then, as, as, as with everything, I feel everything has a silver lining. We just needed to wait and watch for this one to come up because initially I think everybody who said silver lining was in fear of getting lynched. People were ready to hit you on the head with it the minute you said silver lining. Yeah. But yeah. now, you know, talents, hobbies, and, and very important, very, very strangely, not strangely, but I think one of the fallouts is that the household budget is looking a lot healthier. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. less Absolutely. shopping, less shopping because what less are you going to wear out. and where are you going to wear it? No yes. expensive holidays, uh, no going to expensive restaurants. So that mad conspicuous consumption has certainly reduced a lot. And people have, I think they've become,
become more mindful, a little bit healthier, a little bit more sensitive than they Absolutely. were before. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think time is also something personally, especially at home, we all lead such fast paced, you know, career obsessed lives and no one yes. has any time. And I remember in the first lockdown, we were all home, obviously. Um, and one evening we all just sat and we were playing Monopoly, the board game. And I just remember thinking, wow, I don't remember the last time we've all been sitting in a living room and just playing Monopoly. Um, and it really gets you, you know, thinking and changes your perspective yes. on a lot of things. Yes. So the yeah, next sure. question I kind of wanted to ask you, um, in the beginning of our chat today, we talked about how this pandemic has, you know, largely affected women and this entire work from home dynamic with women, ha women having to manage their family, sure. also their work, their children. Um, would you have any, you know, tips or any advice on how to manage stress, anxiety, especially for women, how to kind of cope with this? So um, that's such a great question, Karina, and I want to jump into it with my most favorite analogy. Okay. We've heard this a hundred times in our life. Put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. And this is what I tell parents, even when it, the pandemic was not on and even when we were pandemic free, you don't need to be super moms. You don't need to be super dads. And you definitely don't need to be martyrs. Unless you protect and look after yourself, you cannot protect and look after your children. So we must Absolutely. accept the fact that you cannot control the situation, but we can control our response to it. So find ways to unwind. And this, yes, as you said, applies a lot to the women, but it's also for the men. Um, because exercise releases endorphins. These are feel-good chemicals. It boosts your mood. It energizes you. And what it means is even a 20-minute walk in the house, that's it. And mm -hmm. that will lift your mood. Reach out through a video call to a family or a member of a family or a friend. Um, sip your tea, laugh, chat, complain, feel safe. You know, it gives you this warm, fuzzy feeling of being cocooned, of being heard. And it's great for your emotional health. The Got other it. thing I always say is uh, ask yourself, what do I need right now? Right now, what do I need? Do I need five extra minutes of downtime? Do I need 10 extra minutes to loll in bed? Do I want 20 minutes to meditate, read a book or listen to some music? I just want to look out of the window. If you need it, give it to yourself and do not feel guilty for doing so. Be generous, be kind to yourself and don't try to meet unrealistic expectations. And lastly, something that I believe in and I always say, hang on to your sense of humor because laughter is a gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. So these are my tips to bust the stress. I think you really put that perfectly. I think laughter is the best okay. medicine. And you it know, is, if you can just, just get yourself yeah. to just laugh it out, it really just changes the mood and your perspective. Um, and okay. even when I talk about walking this, because this is something that I have found for myself, you know, sometimes I'm walking, yeah. like maybe I've done like an eight hour day. And at the end of that day, I'm still in the house. I haven't moved out of, I just moved from one room to the other. Yeah. But I feel that if I just walk it out for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever rocks your boat, it certainly releases a lot of feel good, uh, at least to me. I feel so much better. At the end of absolutely. it, absolutely, working out. Um, I, and I say this to my friends and you know my team a lot. One is obviously for the physical health is good, but for your mental health, I think it's just essential because it's such a release. 
and it's such a cathartic process so even a walk or skipping or you know going for a quick run it really helps I hate to say working out because working out has many connotations. <laughs> very, very scary. I just say walk. Even if you're sitting, even if you're talking to someone yeah. on the phone and you just walk while you're talking, you it's know really that's good, good enough. You know, <laughs> so working out is another Absolutely. ball game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this brings us to our last question, and you know, kind okay. of, I wanted to summarize what we talked about. Um, yeah. Would you have any tips or advice on you know how we can create a happy, positive? healthy environment at home any you know guidance on that front so yes there are things that one can do but it also depends on your family dynamics as i always say there is no one size fits all so i might suggest Absolutely. a few things and whatever i've suggested right through this talk or right through this session will not apply to everyone you need to find the things that make you comfortable that you are able to implement and that you are happy to do so depending on your family dynamic i've just i i have come up with about three strategies okay? okay one is and because i do it with my kids who hate me for doing it and always roll their eyes but i love to do this circle of love you know the family sits together hold hands makes a little circle of love and repeats these positive affirmations like we are a family we are blessed to be together we love each other we will help each other this becomes so much you know it kind of resonates during the pandemic so i feel yeah. that's one thing if it works for your family you could try it um another thing is you can schedule like i said you know since you need to make routines you can schedule a family time now that okay. family time could involve just just you as a unit family it could also involve the extended members of the family grandparents aunts uncles whoever is in the house with you and that is a time which is totally phone free device free and most importantly bad news free that's great just yeah, use it to, yeah, just use it to sit together laugh together share a joke share a story sing have a good time it could be just for 10 or 15 minutes of the day but it's like a positivity tonic it honestly infuses you Amazing. so so that's the second strategy that i would suggest and uh, another spirit building activity which i have actually borrowed from someone i know is a uh, post dinner this family sits together and then they each of them maintains a journal each of them has a journal and they sit together and they discuss and answer these three questions every day which means uh, two things that happened two good things that happened to me today two things i'm grateful for and one thing i'm excited to do tomorrow wow so you discuss it as a family so each of you get a chance to think about this talk about this reflect on it you know and then you put it into your journal so it immediately helps the brain to navigate away from the negativity navigate away from the stress and move towards optimism and joy this is what i think just find ways to make your life more joyful i absolutely love that and your suggestions that you know it helps one kind of it forces one to sit down and be grateful for what they have and you know think about the positive instead of focus on the negative and i love that um i think we've talked about such incredible and relevant and much needed topics of the hour or might i say um needed for the last year and a half that we've all been together during this pandemic 
um sure. i wanted to just say a big big thank you one for just giving us your time and also for just giving us such important helpful um you know practical tips that we can all use into our lives and incorporate in some way um to any of our listeners um i want to just let you guys know that stepping stones is doing incredible work you can check out their website on steppingstones.in their instagram has cool stuff and cool events that kamal is doing different lives different workshops and things like that the handle is at steppingstones.solutions.s3 um thank you so much kamal and anything you want to add to our chat today please go ahead well i wish i wish there is at least one takeaway from whatever we said because i feel that the minute you implement something new into your life it just it just makes you shift a little bit you know it gives a little yeah. change and builds so i'm glad i had this opportunity karina thank you so much for having me on this podcast i wish you every success and i'm sure that baby space is going to be tremendous it's going to be a game changer thank, thank you, you so much, much. Hi guys, it's me Karina again. I hope you enjoyed that session with our expert of the day, and I hope you got some questions answered or got some advice or tips that you can apply to your everyday life. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that your pregnancy or parenthood journey is unique, and you should never compare your experiences or your journey with anyone else. This season we're going to be breaking down a lot of topics um answering a lot of your questions and destigmatizing some serious areas in pregnancy and parenthood from breastfeeding to immunization talking about postpartum depression and anxiety in men and women we have a lot of exciting topics to discuss and share with you stay tuned we have a lot coming up and we have a lot in store can't wait for you guys to check it out